Maggie O'Donnell looked up from the email that had just arrived from Riyadh. She'd long ago grown weary of how Pat barked her last name when he wanted to get her attention. It seemed childish. You see this? Pat Stewart peered through the attic office window, a square of bulletproof glass no wider than a framed diploma. The light from outside had dimmed from the typical bright blazing Qatari sunshine to an ominous gray, giving Pat's face a cold pallor. You know what Samoon means? he asked. She thought a moment. Devil's Wind? Maggie had been in Qatar as a CIA case officer for only a few months, her Arabic still lacking depth. Pat shook his head. A poison wind. Translation notwithstanding, Maggie knew perfectly well what a Samoon was. A violent windstorm from the west that could mean several days of choking, blowing dust. Winds could reach up to 50 miles an hour as sand and dust crept into every exposed corner, leaving a film of yellow, clay-like particles in one's ears and hair and clothes. Even if you wore a surgical mask, you'd find grit in your mouth for days. The last simoon had stripped the color from Maggie's new car, a titanium green Taurus SEL that she had so proudly picked up at the import desk at the Doha docks only a month earlier. An industrial sandblaster couldn't have done a better job of reducing the vehicle to its primer coat. She felt literally sick when she saw it. But right now, sandstorms posed the least of Maggie's worries. She returned her focus to the hot email. If it leaked, several would die, including, in all probability, the source. Even if it didn't leak, the survivor rate would be low for anyone connected to it. She remembered that term from her training at Langley. A low survival rate. This one's going to be bad, Pat said still focused on the coming storm. Maggie shook her head, trying to focus on the emergency at hand. W. Patrick Stewart III loved to talk. You may have to cancel your little weekend in Kuwait, he added. Maggie's occasional trips to Kuwait were off-limits, even to Pat, and he knew it. Maggie had put up with her office roommate for more than three months now. In the first week, she'd quickly learned that Pat was a true button-down type, a man who wore medium starch in his blue-striped shirts, even on a sweltering 103-degree Qatarian day. As the United States Embassy's regional security officer, Pat considered the unrest in the Gulf an opportunity. It certainly was the place to be for an advancing member of the diplomatic corps. He'll probably do a few tours and then go to work for Exxon. Maggie had also learned that Pat had a weekly habit of removing everything from his desk and polishing it with a bottle of furniture wax he kept in a lower drawer. The pencils were all lined up in a row, always on the left. Only number twos. A white writing pad on the right. She accused him of being a Prussian. Everything kept strictly in order. And that's not bad, she thought, if that's what he really wants. As for Margaret Elizabeth O'Donnell. Since her days at Stanford, she had been the polar opposite of Pat Stewart, always the one with her desk piled too high. Copies of Jane's on weapons and shipping were shuffled with satellite imagery and intelligence memos across her desk. Jane's was a spy's Bible. The Encyclopedia of Weapons and War Machines maintained the specifics on every killing machine ever made. And Maggie took great pride in knowing exactly where each copy lay, along with the scattered photos and documents. She also knew the mess drove Stuart crazy. Maggie's desk had one other unique feature. In the corner stood a very small photo frame with no photo in it. The bright gold frame, no bigger than a passport, 
surrounded only a blank, white matte background. Odd as it might look to a visitor, Maggie knew which photograph belonged there. A picture of her lover and herself on an ivy-covered path leading into Battery Kemble Park in northwest D.C. It had become their traditional meeting place. They had put both of their careers at risk simply by having the photo taken. Maggie could never let Pat or any of her colleagues see it. Instead, Pat, along with each and every visitor, was left to view the empty picture frame and wonder. Pat's wife had come the closest to divining its meaning. In fact, Maggie had overheard her describe Maggie as a distraction for her husband when Maggie first arrived in Qatar. Pat's wife never spoke to Maggie directly, and for her first week on the job, she hadn't spoken to her husband much either. Pat had attributed his wife's behavior to her pregnancy and the accompanying mood swings she seemed to have. 